Thank you for listening to Yes Another Podcast on the Real Fun DC app. And as always, you can email us at yesanotherpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter at Yes Another Pod, and on IG, Yes Another Podcast. Well, it's me and Darius, the beer gang, beer, beer, beard. Bow, bow, bow. You know, beard gang in the house. You know, my beard is not dyed. All right. For those who. For those who've been asking me, which is I've been like kind of like, look here, I don't need to dye my beard. All right, so relax. It's like, it's like I got you know, come on. But you know, we're keeping it, we're keeping it intact. I have never considered dyeing my beard. Even, even if I, if my beard turned all white, which, if it's gonna turn all white, I'd rather be like well into my late sixties or seventies, God willing. I'll be kind of blown if it's like if it started going all white in my forties. Like I'll be like, all right, come on, like hold on, hold on, hold up. You know, we're doing too much here now, genetics. Because uh, now I'm gonna have to look like Ron Isley from like this past weekend, you know? <laughs> which is not a bad. You see, hey, you see, have you seen Ron Isley's wife? That girl, that girl, like, man, that woman is like 35. Ron Isley's about like 80, at least pushing 87. He's not. He's not 87. Wait, how old is how old is Ron Isley? <laughs> He's just going on that for man. He, I mean, Ron Isley is. This Mr. Big. How you doing, Mr. Big? Ron, Ron Isley is seventy nine. Oh, so uh, I was fairly close. You weren't that. You weren't that far off. You know, Kelly's telling me that you're sleeping with another woman. <laughs> just because she sees me with her doesn't mean I'm sleeping with her. I don't think we have claim for that song, so let me stop. We do not. We do not. We might want to leave the singing to Mr. Uh, Isley himself. Yeah. Well, we get an email from from, from the Isley brother. Look here, player. I don't know who this is and what it's a yap, but you gotta stop singing my stuff. Shut your trap. <laughs> What's going on, Darius? Oh man, nothing, man. It's uh, it's been an interesting week. You know, uh, you know where I work. We obviously we carry the the Nationals games, and that started their season this week. So I've had I've had like these these days where I, my day is my work day is shortened because the Nats take over, the Nationals take over our, our broadcast airwaves. So um, I've had a couple of those short days this week. I had one full shift this week. I got another short day tomorrow. It's been it's been a weird week, but I've got I'm using those short days to get things done be productive you know gotten some some uh adulting stuff done out uh, out the way this week i went i went out to micro center got a new monitor for my for my computer that's coming soon i'm really psyched about that so uh, it's been a productive week despite it being a weird work week yeah i was thinking about you too because i was like when i'm watching the oh you were thinking about me don't 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 (laughs) don't get sentimental here foolish boy but uh, i was thinking like man because we used to work these nats games and i low-key kind of miss working those games because it was a great opportunity and that and of course those days are over now with covid and all that stuff you know like you know things happen uh so but sitting back and watching the game like man i just remember how much yeah we had to be there very early Oh yeah, very early for those those games, you know. In the game, you just gotta hope and pray that it's not an extra inning game. Because guess what? I think there was one game that was an extra inning game. I was like, I think there was a rain delay, and then we was 
<laughs> the guys came from like the booth and like, hey, y'all can just go home, man. This is don't, don't, don't worry about it. Sticking around, just, just go home. Well, that's because the Nationals are the worst team in the league when it comes to how to handle a rain delay slash how to predict uh, or excuse me, how to view the weather channel to know when rain is going to happen and when it's actually going to pour down. Uh, the Nats are last in the league when it comes to handling those. Yes, they are. So. <laughs> they've, they've, they've blown several, several nights where it's like, dog, this game should have been canceled. Yeah. Or, or you know, you could have got this game in if you didn't push the time back. Mm-hmm. You know, so like this. Oh my goodness! There have been so many times where they have called, they have postponed, or I guess I can't say postponed because postponed means they actually push the game back to the next day. Yeah, but uh, where they delay the start time, where they delay first pitch because they thought that rain was imminent. Yes, by around the time first pitch was originally scheduled, and then the rain never happens, and then they're like, oh well. Uh, you know, here we are two and a half hours later, but we're going to start the game. First pitch. <laughs> first pitch, 9.05. What? <laughs> we're, an East, we're an East Coast team starting at 9.05. What are we doing? <laughs> Dog, don't you know Metro don't stay open that late now? <laughs> My car's a Shady Grove. What the hell? And, I mean, and that's a whole nother story, the whole Metro not staying open for Nationals. Yeah, having have, have the audacity to be like, well, they can always use Uber. No, motherfucker. We, we can't use Uber. We took Metro. How the hell am I gonna get Uber, take, get Uber all the way back, back to like my, where my my car is parked at? Knowing that Uber hikes their prices up during that during those times too. I mean, just I, I'm, I'm still that's one of those things that you know what you know. I, uh, there's a yeah. lot. So, you know, what, I know the the ridership is down with Metro. You know, that's what, you can call that karma in a sense because see they didn't look out for the they didn't look out for the people. You know, they wanted to cut. You know, especially on weekends, like Friday night, Saturday night. You remember when like Metro used to be open until like 3.30? Mm-hmm. It was like, that was like fantastic. You know how I many, you know how I many nights I've stumbled, stumbled onto Metro drunk, may or may not have thrown up in the seat next to me. And, and I mean, that's a good thing because at least you didn't stumble to your car drunk and drive home drunk. And threw up in my car or out the car. Uh, the, you, know, you know the throw you know, part. You know, yeah. I mean, for those, I'm not trying, not trying to get, you know, not trying to get people <laughs> sick. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. You know, may may have or may not, you know, not, you know, not dry stitching here, but there, there may have been one time where it was like, all right, I had too much to drink and got on the train, and then you know, got kind of motion sickness, and you know, no one else was on the train, and so I'm like, well, look here, you know, I'm sweating, and you know, things gonna happen. Speaking of sweat, right? I was at a friend's house recently, and. I normally don't ever eat at this person's house because the way to keep their house is not really conducive to my eating habits. Meaning, meaning, you know, they're not really, don't keep the place clean. And I've seen some things throughout the years that I'm like, nah, I'm cool. So this one particular time I actually went over there and like they've, they, they've got their acts together and all that stuff. And they were cooking something uh, kind of hungry. Actually, I was really hungry. And they're like, hey, Charles, you want to get uh, you want something to eat? And I said, at first I said no. And then I said, well, what you cooking? We got some collard greens, we got some mac and cheese, fresh out the oven, and we just got this um these chicken tenders we just made. I said, all right, I'll, I'll grab. I don't I don't know how chicken tender. I don't I wasn't the chef. I wasn't the chef. All right, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I was not the chef. All right. 
I was just hungry. Okay. So it's out of that or go to 7-Eleven. And in retrospect, I probably should have went to 7-Eleven. So I go run to the uh, restroom to wash my hands or whatever. And like my food is out there on the plate. So I got tenders, I got the collard greens, and I got the mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, collard greens, everything looks good. Mac and cheese look really good. I tried the collard greens first. Collard greens are actually really good. Well seasoned, not bad. I went to the mac and cheese. Same thing, pretty good. So we're talking and having a conversation. I take a bite into the tenders. Tenders were cooked, well cooked. No, took a couple bites. Eating and talking. And like two minutes later, like literally two minutes later, I started feeling nauseous. Like really nauseous. Boy. I started sweating. And like my vision kind of got little my vision actually got, got, got kind of blurry. It was like a weird, it was, it was kind of weird. Where I wasn't sure if I was gonna like pass out or be sick. But I felt like I was gonna be sick. Cause I, like all of a sudden, like I just felt really, really nauseous. And like my equilibrium was like off. Okay. And so I said, <clears throat> I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick. Oh, okay, cool. So I go to the bathroom and literally am ready to put my face into the toilet. You know, I'm like, and I just started flashing water on my face because I'm like, what is going on here? Like, wow, all of a sudden I'm sick. And then I said to myself, I wasn't sick before I started eating. And I bit into that, that tender and I immediately got like, this, whatever this was hit me like a sack of, like a sack of bricks. And I'm like, about the Earl. And so I try to come back down as I go back into the uh, living room, think I'm okay. They ask me if I'm all right. Oh yeah, cool. And so we're talking, they're talking, whatever, but I'm still kind of like, eh, not feeling right. right. And then it hits me again. I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm really sick. So I, so I had to politely say, and they don't listen to the show, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> I politely say, hey, uh, you might find because I didn't really finish after that. I couldn't eat anymore. So whatever I I bit into got me uneasy, and I feel like I'm about to like have a horrible situation here. I said, "Hey, do me a favor. Can you wrap this food up for me? Like, I take it home with me." Oh yeah, sure. Would you Would you let me down? <laughs> hey, we can get you some more food. We got a lot of food here. We can you know fix you know. You know, fix your to-go plate. Nope, I'm good. Uh, no, it's no problem. It's no problem at all, Carl. It's no problem. All right, sure. Let's wrap it up. All right, cool. So they wrap it up. <laughs> but all right, so check it out. Now, this is the key. Remember I told you, I went to the bathroom the first time around when they were preparing the food for me. This time around, I'm sitting at the table. Now, he has a spoon for the mac and cheese. He has a spoon for the collard greens. You know how this person uh, grabbed these tenders? Oh, no. With their bare hands. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> I said, well, there's why I'm feeling kind of kind of off. Oh. I don't know. I can't. I'm trying to remember the last time I had something that gave me that feeling immediately after. It was probably, I think I had. Now I don't want to. I don't want to blame this place. 
because I think it was what I ate before, but it's one of those things where it was the last thing you ate. So because it was the last thing you ate, you're sour to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, you're, you're scarred because yeah. it was the last thing that you, you had before you got sick. The last, there was one day I had, I ate Chipotle and then later in the day after eating Chipotle, I had sweet frog. You know, you know what sweet frog is? Uh, at that that yogurt place. Sweet Frog is one of those frozen yogurt places. Okay, yeah. uh, frozen yogurt places are not really like they're not really what they were. Say like four or five years ago. Four or five years ago, they were like popping up everywhere. There oh yeah, different. <laughs> there was a different. <laughs> yeah, there was a different frozen yogurt place on every street corner that you can think of. Uh, but I had Sweet Frog, and probably like within twenty minutes after me finishing eating some Sweet Frog. I got the sickest that I think I ever been. I mean, it kind of similar to what you were saying. I, I remember just like my stomach was just instantly sore. Uh, vision was getting out of whack. I, my head was throbbing. I didn't know what was going on. I ended up like hurling my guts out. And that was the last thing I had was Sweet Frog. So to this day, I can't go back to Sweet Frog because I feel like, I feel like if I walk in and see Sweet Frog, I'm just going to... All the memories are gonna come back. <laughs> I'm gonna feel sick again. It it literally like I like I said I literally I bit into it, and um I was just like, all of a sudden I was sitting there and I was like, wait, why I feel hot all of a sudden? Like why I feel like I'm getting like hot and like sweaty, and like I feel like my temperature is rising up really fast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness! First of all, I was scared because like, wait, am I about to have like a like a Am I about to have like a stroke or something like that? Because like my my vision got blurry, and I was like I was like really like kind of like you know really like kind of. But then I check my pulse, and my my pulse is fine. So it's not like it's not like my heart rate is went up, but it's like but it, <laughs> it it was bad. And then once I saw like the culprit not wash their hand, and I saw them touching everything else, I was like, oh my god. Who knows what they touch before they touch my food or how this food was prepared or, you know, thankfully I didn't, like, as a matter of fact, I was so sick. I, I asked my friend, Hey, do me a favor. Cause I couldn't, I damn near couldn't drive. Damn. I was, really put you out. I was really that concerned. I was like, I don't think I can drive. Cause they, matter of fact, they, cause they saw me like, so something's not right with, um, with Carlos over here. Hey, you know, I didn't, didn't want to say anything was about the food. I didn't want. Say, I didn't want to say that. Yeah, of course you're trying to be a gentleman. <clears throat> but I said, hey, do me a favor. I'm gonna drive to the corner store. Do me a favor and give me um, some Gatorade and some Pepto Bismol. And that's what I did. You know, I took the Pepto Bismol. We talked for a little bit, and I settled my stomach and I went home. So, hey, look here. Just have if you're gonna offer people food, one keep have a clean spot for one yes that's very important <laughs> and two use silverware to like serve the food all right again i've been to and it's my own fault because i've been there when they i don't want to say too much i, I can't say too much i've seen <laughs> i've seen tom and jerry running around the house oh as, no as, as as they were preparing food and so you know, and I seen Jerry in particular <laughs> one time in one of the pots 
they were getting ready to cook. Oh. And so, you know, and I just kept my mouth shut. Like, look here, I, I, I'm not ever eating. But that particular day when I decided to eat is the reason why I said I'm not going to eat there. Yikes. <laughs> now, Darius, you know I'm a huge DMX fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and people at my job know I'm a huge DMX fan. So it pained me to um, just hear the news about him ODing and now, to be honest, is fighting for clinging to his life. Yeah. <clears throat> extremely, extremely sad, extremely like heartbreaking. Uh, if you haven't know, if you don't know by now, which I'm not sure how you would know, uh, DMX OD Friday morning at his house suffered a heart attack and he's currently on life support in a vegetative state so which is not good it is is worse than not good it is very grim and so i believe i believe um this family had to make a decision and that decision could be within the next 24 hours you know what they're going to do and so, uh, but we're not going to talk so much about his current situation, but we're going to talk more about the artist, the person, you know, and just celebrate his life while he's still on this earth with us. You know, man, DMX is literally, there's there been some rappers who, like, as a kid, I was like, man, these guys are like, they, these guys I would never want to run into in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg was one of them. Back, young, the young Snoop Dogg, I was like, nah, I don't want to be, I don't want to ever be in the streets with this dude. And Dr. Dre, NWA Dr. Dre, I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rocking these dudes. DMX was the next dude. I was like, nah, this dude, this dude is ferocious, man. I don't want no part, I want no problem with DMX whatsoever. This dude, you see this man, this video, this man seemed like he's about this life, the next life, and the life after that. That man doesn't want, he, I don't want no smoke. Yeah, he definitely might rank up there as one of the most intimidating rappers, especially during that time period, uh, the, yeah. the 90s, early 2000s. Uh, he's he's up there. He's and, and it's it's not it's not even just uh it's not even just his his physical appearance and his demeanor. It's it's his his voice and his rapping style too. Uh, you know the he does he does the deep voice inflection when he raps and he does, he has that menacing bark, that signature bark to, to start off a lot of his songs and albums, you know, and then he, he was in, you know, he was involved in movies. He was an actor as well. He was in belly and a couple other films. It, 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 I, you're right. He's, he definitely was one of the more intimidating rapper, rapper figures during that time. Cause like, I don't think anybody gonna sit here and be like, Oh, Jay-Z was intimidating. Jay-Z was not. No. Jay-Z no, was no. never too. <laughs> Joe Campbell was not intimidating. I'm sorry. Um, oh, that's not nice. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that, that's not my words. You know, the, the people put that. <laughs> you didn't have to repeat it, though. Good Lord. Uh, well, Joe, you know. Joe Campbell will come buy you, uh, buy you and, and everything you own and you the, get that, the yeah, snap of a finger. You get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely right. Hell, his daughter will buy, buy me shit. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, all the songs 
Like the first time I ever heard about DMX was um the, the song "Get Get At Me Dog." Get at me, dog. I mean, that's that's a tough record. That record is hard. I mean, that record is so hard. It's like we talk about songs in the club that gonna can start a fight. That's one of them. That's one song that can start a fight. The other song, well, not may not start a fight, but start getting people rowdy is of course the Rough Rider anthem. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you better you better mention the Rough Rider. And so, but the Rough Rough Riders anthem, man, that was like. That was it. And that's actually Swiss Beats' first. Um, I think that's like his first um, track. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Swiss Beats. Oh, he's still around. No, he's still around. I know he's still around, but you know, he he's not. Been. You know, he had he had a stretch where he was a a common face. Like he had his own records and stuff that he was. I don't know why he. Yeah, that was like. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, no, Swiss, just keep stick to the beats, buddy. No. You ain't like it's me, Snitches? Oh, yeah, I forgot about the song. <laughs> that was all right. See? Come on, man. <laughs> was okay. I mean, it was, it was all right. You know, even though DMX, you know, but, you know, the Rough Riders Anthem was great. I, lo- I used to really like the remix to Rough Riders Anthem. Um, and they had the whole crew, the whole Rough Riders crew. Because that's back when, like, like, you know, rappers still had, like, their clicks. Yeah, Rockefeller. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rough Riders. Hell, uh, Cash Money and um, Rough Riders had a whole. Uh, no, was it Cash Money and Rough Riders? No, it was Rockefeller and Rough Riders had a whole tour together. Oh my gosh, how legendary yeah. that must have been! Am I get? Am, am I remembering that? Because they, they did a documentary on that called Backstage. So it was Rockefeller and Rough Riders. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. Pretty sure that was on uh, the tour. There's a movie. There's a documentary called Backstage, which is basically um, documents like the tour, which is a very it was actually really good for his time and you know it tells you like discuss like the behind the scenes what goes on behind the scenes with like these guys but yeah man it was like like i i always wanted to see dmx live my mom was not gonna let me see dmx you know so you know um my favorite song from dmx is slipping good jam yeah which i believe which i believe is off his first album which is flesh is my flesh blood is my blood which is like in 98, which he, he dropped two albums in 98. He dropped two albums in 98. Yes, in 98, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. And then later on in 98, in 98 is, is Dark and Hell is Hot. Uh, yeah. Dang, those came out in the same year? The same year. Those are two good-ass albums that came out in the same calendar year. That's insane. That's unheard of these days. Yeah, no one does that. Yeah, nobody does that. And he dropped, he dropped both of those joints in 98. So like... I think um, in so yeah, ninety eight. I was in the eighth grade, and I remember this kid, um, this kid named Daniel. He was like, we we're in like art class. He's like, hey Carl, have you heard that DMX song? No, DMX song. No, the, the album, Flesh is My Flesh, Blood is My Blood. He kept saying that over and over. I had no idea. Who, I had no idea who he was talking about. Uh, I think I think Daniel. I think Daniel was from like I think he was from Korea. I think he was. I forget where he was from. He was like he was rapping in that joint like I don't know what, and so that album came out and then it's dark and hell is hot, which is my personal favorite. They have hmm. Rock anthem, you know how we go down. We got get at me dog. We got oh yeah, stop being greedy. Where's how it goes down? I can't. How it goes down. How it goes down was how yeah. how it's going down. That, yeah. that was on it's dark and hell is hot. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. <clears throat> so yeah. Um, I mean, at that point, man, he was just on fire. That that man was, and then like, even like some of his features, 
He's on Jay Z's um, uh, Money Cash Hoes. The um, Great Depression was good too. We right here. Yeah, we be. Yeah, <laughs> right. They don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I think his most mainstream song is like "Up in Here." Y'all yeah, call me, uh, lose my party up. Yeah, that was on, and then there was X. Oh wow! And then there was X that had "Party Up," and it had what? What these? Oh want. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit it out later. But what uh, they what they really want. There we yeah. go. That's what, what they really with uh, with uh, Cisco. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he, he had some hits. He did. I mean, he had a, a strong early odds, and that was from the late '90s into the early 2000s. So yeah. It was a good stretch. You know, and in between there, he was doing movies, which mm-hmm. most people. So like, we'll talk about his movies in a second. Yeah, <laughs> we are actually we're gonna talk about it like right now. But if you go on YouTube, especially those who don't know how big DMX was, go on YouTube and look up. The Rough Riders anthem when he performs at the uh, 99 Woodstock, like Woodstock 99, which were like on MTV. He's in his uh, red overalls, red Tims, and like, it's a sea of folks that goes for like, I don't know, for miles and miles. And they are all just, I guess, uh, mosh pitting and, um, and just like this jamming to like the Rough, the Rough Riders anthem. It was a sight to see, to be honest. I actually didn't know his filmography was as deep as it is. I remember Cradle to the Grave. I remember I remember Romeo Must Die. I remember Exit Wounds. Uh, I remember, of course, Belly. Never <sighs> Never Die Alone. But then he's got some other ones in here that I didn't even know about. Uh, it looks like he was in a Fast and Furious ripoff called yes, Fast I- and Fierce Death Race. Apparently, that's a silent movie. Wow! No yeah. way. I think his first movie is Belly with uh, Nas, which everybody talks about. Depending on who you ask, some some people say, "Oh, it's a good movie." Some people say it's a bad movie. Some people say it's a good bad movie. But Belly, when it first came out, it was like, "Oh man, we gotta see Belly because you know, got Nas, you got DMX, you got T Boss from TLC in it. Hype Williams, who's the, a very popular uh, video director, he's doing the movie. It's shot like a, a music video, which is not a good look." <laughs> that's a bad 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 look yeah i haven't seen belly in years but i do wonder if it holds up now nah, I, yeah, I, I, I your your reaction is definitely making me think that it doesn't i i think it it was on netflix not too long ago and i remember i watched i tried watching it, i was like no 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 this is this is no no yeah belly was his belly was his first his first film uh, that he was in, and that was in 1998. Yes. Now Romeo Must Die. Even though he has a very small part in Romeo Must Die, he was one. He was one of the bright spots of that movie. Also, mm-hmm. like Romeo Must Die is a good movie. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I, I haven't gone back. The reason I haven't gone back to Romeo Must Die because mainly because Aaliyah, because like you know Aaliyah holds a special place in my heart. So it's like it's hard for me to go back to that movie. You know, because she act, she her acting was so good in that movie and it was so natural. She wouldn't do any singing like some other actress. That that's all they can do. In movies, she was actually playing her role, and so who are you, who are you throwing shade at? I'm not throwing shade at nobody. <laughs> Interesting. So <laughs> then they're not coming at my mentions. They're not going to be coming at my mentions or whatever. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You know, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't even want to endorse you saying that. Yeah, yeah, but you agree. Max. But 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 you agree with me. Uh, yes, you agree. You agree. Moving moving on. <laughs> 
Uh, which one was X Men? Was that with Steve Seagal? Or was that yeah. the one with um, uh, David Arquette? The one of those movies, David Arquette and Michael Ely and DMX are in a movie where DMX is like a drug dealer. No, this one was with Steven Seagal. Okay. X Men was with Steven Seagal. Which one was? Uh, which one was with Michael Ely and David Arquette? Because DMX is a drug dealer who gets killed, but like the movie is a back. It goes backwards, where DMX, where David Arquette is like listening to a recording of DMX being a drug drug lord, serving out heroin to like like all these girls and all this nonsense. Like DMX was like not a good character in that movie at all. He was like a horrible person in that movie. Mm. Never die alone, or that is yeah, it was never die alone with David Arquette, Michael Ealy. Yep, he's had he had you know a little a run of like oh, he had a whole bunch of movies. And that was during that era where like rappers were like popping up left and right in movies. Yeah, not all not all the movies were good, but you know he you know, he did a thing. So the last so let me tell you what the first time I ever saw DMX was at the Bad Boy reunion tour. This is like 2000, maybe 16, 15. Oh, shit, that's pretty recent. Yeah, and so I I went, you know, me me and the girls dating at the time. We went, you know, for the battle. Still, my favorite concert I've ever been to at this point. I've been to a lot of concerts. That's still by hands down is my favorite concert. And they like, normally doing like those on the Babel reunion tour. Depending on what city you're in, they're gonna be like a special guest. Like like down in Atlanta, like Mary J. Blige popped up. But for DC, DMX popped up, and this is my first time seeing DMX. And like he did like three songs, and I was I lost my. Sh- Right, and I was just like, I can't believe I'm seeing DMX in person. So, like, man, I would love to see him when he, you know, do like a solo tour or whatever. So, fast forward to like maybe two years ago, he went back on tour and he was coming to the Fillmore. And so, you know, our, our friend of um, the podcast, Perita, mm-hmm. so I hit her up and said, Hey, you want to go to the um, DMX show? He's like, Yeah, we'll, we'll go. Let's go. So I we think went, I remember when y'all went, yeah, and so. We went to the show, like, you know, we pre-game, we got, we got down to the film more. And I, I think I told this story on the show before, but I was so excited to see him. I think the crowd was just buzzing and he was about two hours late. I do remember this. I definitely remember you telling us this story in studio. He was two hours oh, late. Oh, man. And people started leaving. Because it was a Sunday night also. If, yeah. one thing was, if one thing was a Friday night or a Saturday night, but it's a Sunday night, people got to work the next day. It's not like it's a Sunday night and tomorrow's Memorial Day. You know, right. it's like, no, you know, it's like, it's a Sunday night. And like, there were people who left. They said, no, nah, I will get my money back. And so when he finally pops up on stage, the energy in the room is just kind of just flat because we've been waiting for like two hours. It's like, what the hell were you doing? And at this point, I don't know. I'm not sure if he was, maybe he was in the area yet, or I'm not sure what he was doing. You know, I'm not, we're not going to speculate, but I was just so disappointed. And the show, his show was great. His show was great. The energy was great. He gave the energy. I mean, everything was good. Like he looked healthy. He had, he like, he had like a little beer gut. He like just you know looked just, <laughs> you know like he been eating. Like he was, we just he just did like verses with um, what the, who he did the verses with? Uh, what is his verses? It was him and was it uh him and Snoop? Yes, it was with Snoop. Yeah, and that was one of you know one of the verses I actually sat back and watched. From beginning to end, it's like I was, I was, I was into it for the get go. You know, he was doing his little two step. I mean, it was, just, it was all love. He was doing, he was, he was, he was on stage for like you know, a good hour and a half or whatever. Like he did his, you know, did his thing. And I, I was just like, damn man, I just wish he would have been on time. And now, like, like I think about this, and I was like, geez, I, again, I'm not saying that he was 
like I'm not gonna sit here and speculate that he was high or whatever, but like you know, if if he he talks about him having like struggling with drug addiction, it says he he said in an interview where the first time he ever uh, did crack was it was like laced in his weed, and apparently apparently it's called a, a Woody. Uh, I had to I had to go ask around um, so so for some like uh, I know a few people are like recovering also from mm-hmm. substance abuse, and they're like yeah, it's called Woody. And it was like, all right, you, you know, it, it's not, it's not, it won't get hit you as fast as it would if you like, you know, doing, doing that particular drug like the old-fashioned way, you know, with a pipe. Mm-hmm. This one, this one, apparently that one comes hits you a little bit more slower. And he gets really emotional about it when he talks about it in interviews. And so, and like even when he said, like, you know, even if you don't, he said, even if you don't do drugs, you still get the problem. You know, if you have a drug problem, you, you're gonna always have a drug problem. And so, it really does uh, pains me that like, you know, he couldn't. You know, he was still struggling with that, and like at this point, he would, you know, he would use it to the point where, like, you know, his heart gave out. You know, so it's, it's really, it's really just um, it's sad because again, I'm I'm a big fan of him. Even you saw that video where he uh, he's on a slingshot with his daughter. No, you know, you know the little the, the little slingshot ride where they put you in like on a slingshot and they launch you in the air. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he's there's a video of him and his daughter. And like you know, he's telling his daughter, "Don't don't be scared. We got you, got you." Like you know, like he's in his DMX voice. You, you know, know what? I did see that video today. Yeah, I actually did see it. it popped up on my Twitter feed today. I guess you know people were going down memory lane. Yeah, you know, and it, it was a good video. It was like you know, he holding his daughter's hand the entire time, like which he's a better man than me. But like, I guess if I had a kid too, and like I, I'll probably be doing the same thing, yeah. without hoping hoping to God I don't pass out three thousand <laughs> feet in the air, <laughs> you know, but. You know, it just you know, seeing a lot of stuff about him now is just like you know, in just like you know, you look back, especially if you're like in your early 30s or even 40s. DMX, especially if you're like at that point when DMX was really hot, you're like in middle school and high school, like DMX like played a big role in like your your middle life, especially if you're into hip hop. So um, it's it's very much you know, it's very tough to hear you know, see this happen and. The way it's happening, and I'm very thankful that I was able to see him live. You know, for one, like at least, like I'll be cool with like that one, that that time at you know the Bad Boy Reunion tour, the key just popped up. But the fact that I actually went to his show, even though it was two hours late, but he, you know, he did his thing, and he was, you know, like it was, he did all his hits, he did all his hits straight, all of them. And so, I'm thankful for that. So, you know, and I will always have that memory. I'm probably gonna post something on that. I might gonna post. I might post something, you know, depending on what happens in the next couple of days. To probably share a couple of those um, pictures because I was up there really close. I'm pretty close to you know, DMX. Not not like as if we were friends, but like close <laughs> to take a picture. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't know Earl Simmons like that, but you know. So, uh, you know, we pray for you, uh, DMX, and you know, and his family, and you know, keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, what can I follow you at? Uh, I can be followed at the underscore game 836 on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, and on Twitch as your new as a newly uh, found Twitch affiliate. Well, you know, you know exactly what you need to follow. You need to follow me at that for the los, and you need to follow the Yap account at yes another pod. If you want to be on the show and you don't feel like DM us via social media, email us at yes another podcast at gmail.com. So until next time. We out.